Welcome to Songs of the Weird. I'm Bobby Waller. Each episode, I get together with musicians, comedians, or otherwise enlightened beings to eviscerate, investigate, elucidate, and celebrate music that is decidedly off the beaten path. With me here today is Brooklyn's favorite son, Alan Partlow of the band Caterwall of Sound. How's it going, Alan? Oh, it's going good. <laughs> good. And a familiar voice to frequent listeners from our David Bowie episode, Bougie of the Pikes and Tipsy Orchestrina. How are you, Bougie? I'm fantastic. It's good to see you guys again. It's hey, good to up, be Bougie? here. Hey, so there's an elephant in the room that has to be addressed. Uh, every week, I introduce a guest to this show, and every week, Alan, you're one of them. I'm starting to feel like maybe you're more than a guest. I mean, you find the most incredible songs to talk about and have the heaviest last. I'm getting nervous here. I feel like I'm proposing. So I'm just going to lay it out there. Alan, w- would you be my... My steady. You'd be my podcast husband. My podcast husband. I was trying to decide if you're like the center square, like the guy that's just always there or a co-host. And you you just contribute so much. So Man, uh, I, I couldn't hold, hold a candle to Paul in. So. <laughs> so but let's let's say you're the co-host now. The official co-host. Whoa. Of Songs of the weird. Hey, wow. I feel like I'm At- the official witness. And and, uh, Fuji, you deserve some accolades because this episode was your idea. And as soon as you came up with it, I thought, oh, yes, yes. Will you tell the nice people at home what we're going to be talking about today? Oh, absolutely. Uh, This is also one of 800 ideas I think I sent you, Bob. So the percentages don't bear out. Uh, Those all went in the trash, by the way. One eighth of one percent of your ideas are awesome. (laughs) I'll take it. So today we're going to talk about TV theme songs that have lyrics you might not have ever heard. Yes, I love it. And to give the folks at home an idea of what we're talking about, let's run through just a few quick examples before we really dive in deep. So, for example, I'll start with a big one. And one of the best known TV themes of all time is the theme to the Andy Griffith show, which goes like this. But... Did you know that there is a version of it with lyrics (laughs) sung by Andy Griffith? And it goes like this. Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the vision hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. All right. One more example before we really get into it. A well-known TV theme song is a theme for Cheers, where everybody knows your name, right? Okay. Yeah, so here's the original. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Fairly well-known words, but did you know that the full-length version of that song includes these not entirely woke lyrics? And your husband wants to be a girl, 
And then there's these lyrics. And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail. <laughs> so, unbeknownst wow. to most of us, the original Cheers song has a transphobic reference and also a reference to animal abuse. I didn't know any of this. It's a Who different knew? time. It was well, a different Bo- time. Yeah, and it's Boston. And it's Boston. <laughs> and and it's Boston. Boston. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, Boston. Love you. Sorry, Boston. <laughs> All right, let's get this party started. Uh, it was determined during the pregame coin toss that you would go first, Bougie. Uh, what TV show are you going to start us off with? Lucy, I'm home. So I picked I Love Lucy for my first feature. Uh, I love Lucy. I, I love that show for what it is. It's simple. It's pure. It's positive. And I married a redhead and I'm a musician. <laughs> so yeah, I can identify with certain parts of it. All right. All right. Yeah, who yeah. doesn't love Lucy? Right. We it, all love Lucy. Just fantastic stuff. So, yeah. But so they did this song. It was a, it was originally just um, an instrumental piece. And then in the third season, there's an episode that they thought they could fit it in. It was starting to gain a little popularity. So uh, Harold Amundsen, Adamson, he was one of the writers. He penned these lyrics that were then performed by uh. Desia uh, during the episode. And we can probably listen to that. Okay, let's give it a listen. And I got a wonderful present for you. You want to hear it? Hear it? I love Lucy and she loves me. We're as happy as two can be. Sometimes we quarrel, but then how <laughs> we love making up again. Lucy kisses like no one can. She's my missus and I'm her man. And life is heaven, you see. Cause I love Lucy, yes, I love Lucy. And Lucy loves me. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Just such like basic, honest lyrics. I love that. Yeah. For audience members, if you get to watch this, my favorite part is where he says, nobody kisses like Lucy. And she gives him like this most grandmotherly peck. It's like that grandma smooch really revved my engine. And and that that, that clip of the show is is, is actually very sweet. It's a very. Yeah, it is. It's a birthday party that's gone, gone awry or something like that. Something that has absolutely happened in my house. Uh, (laughs) But the, but the weird thing to me is the title of the episode is Lucy's Last Birthday. Kind of kind of grim, right? Like, dun, dun, uh, like how's it end? Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, because last can mean most right. recent, or it can mean she's dead now. Right. <laughs> she's immortal in my eyes. So there you go. Indeed. Uh, hey, that sounds like a segue. So, Alan, you're up next. Uh, what have you brought for us? My first theme song that I chose tonight is the theme song to Bonanza. 
All right, a rollicking Western instrumental. Uh, but I presume there was a, a, a version with lyrics as well. Yes, there were there uh, actually more than one. There's one by Lauren Green. Oh, uh, Lauren Green being the <laughs> actor who plays the father on the show, the father of three adult cowboys who still live at home. Okay, let's, let's listen to that. Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, for an evening of songs and stories about the American West. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting by the campfire with my old pal, Lauren Green. A motherload of remembrance. A true bonanza. <laughs> That's not at all dated. We chased Lady Luck till we finally struck Bonanza. With a gun and a rope and a hat full of hope, we planted our family tree. We got a hold of a pot full of gold Bonanza. With a horse and a saddle and a ring full of cattle, how rich could a fella be? On this land we put our brand, how trite is the name? Fortune smiled the day we piled the Ponderosa claim. So basically, it's a uh, like a Manifest Destiny slash white privilege song about the joys of land grabbing. So that's awesome. And you said there's another version? There are 12 different versions. Okay. Are you serious? Dear hey, Lord. Hey, let's write another version right now. <laughs> right, because you can never get too many versions of the Bonanza theme. But the, the version <laughs> that I remember was only in the pilot episode and very quickly i think people realized that honestly it's, it's got like a bit of a rapey vibe to it <laughs> oh no Have you, so you should good. read the lyrics of the original bonanza song i don't i don't really want to read them because they're pretty gross so you can you, you can no, edit i that think there's and... a i think there's a time when we can let people look these right. things up by themselves and not have to help right. repeat them no. Or should I read them? I don't know. I mean, they're not like pornographic, but it's just we, they're they're they make me uncomfortable. Do you want me to read them? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about if I just uh, screen share these lyrics, and um, I'll get us started, and we'll just see where it takes us. All right, here we go. Oh, wait, uh, this was I, the pilot episode. Yeah, I, I got a flair for women everywhere. Bonanza, Ha Solo. Oh, Bonanza. Bark, barks and howls. Solo. It says in oh, oh, oh. parenthetically. Yeah. yeah, barks and howls. It says. I'm not afraid of any pretty maid, Bonanza. When I give a kiss to any little miss, she'll learn a lot from me. Yeah. Wow, it is very rapey. When I give her a kiss, it, she's gonna yeah. learn a lesson from me. She's mm -hmm. just gonna submit. <laughs> When do you say it that way, Bob? Oh. Hold on now. Maybe the lesson she's going to learn is about tenderness and and gentleness and yeah. and being present. Uh, probably not. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I'm, a lot can be conveyed with the kiss. Well, <laughs> right. well I don't think that's what they that, meant either. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not jumping in. That kind of gets ruined with the line: "Hair of brown, hair of gold. I'll take what I see." Like, right, like it doesn't matter. Any woman will do. Like I'm gonna kiss you. Or and you're he is openly lesson. accepting of her right. appearance. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> she looks like, he loves her for her, not if she has blonde sure. hair. Or okay. Not. This 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 nameless woman. Or you seem actually, to be actually, saying, I'll take whatever I see. Uh, women, because it's it's women in plural. Yes, he's an equal opportunity misogynist. And that's all it's about. It's not about them like working on a ranch 
or solving mysteries or whatever the fuck they did. Well, <laughs> I will say one thing about it is interesting about this. I'm not afraid of any pretty maid. I've known a couple of actual like Western cowboy people in my life. Most of them really are afraid of pretty maids. <laughs> you could be like a cowboy psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, because cowboys love psychiatrists. <laughs> All right, enough of this Wild West misogyny. Let's move on to delusions of suburban wholesomeness. This is the theme to Leave It to Beaver, a sitcom that uh, epitomizes for a lot of people the overly whitewashed image of uh, the innocence and purity of American suburban life in the 1950s and early 60s. For a lot of baby boomers who watched the show in its uh, original run, and Gen Xers like me who uh, watched it in syndication every day of the week when we got home from school, uh, that's a very familiar tune. That's I, that's triggering. For yeah. sure. It's triggering. <laughs> I, as soon as I hear it, I want, I want like a Twinkie. <laughs> I was more into ding-dongs myself. And yes, feel free to quote me out of context on that. No, I was thinking grilled cheese and pickles. Because oh, you'd come yeah. home, latchkey kid, you'd come in, turn on. Of course, Leave It to Beaver was on. And you'd, I'd, I would always, anyway, make a grilled cheese and have a pickle. So, right. yeah, and, absolutely. And, that's... Then, and then go to the Nickelodeon for five cents. <laughs> in, <laughs> in my breeches. <laughs> Through yeah. two miles of snow. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yes, uh, Leave It to Beaver theme song triggers memories of wholesome perhaps fake Americana uh, and but what I didn't know is that it has lyrics um, so let's let's give a listen to the lyrical version of it here they come here they come Wait, Bob, I have to go eat like five pounds of candy to get a sugar high to listen to these lyrics. <laughs> it sounds like a Christmas song. Yeah. It also has this like this creepy Toy Story vibe, you know. With we don't need to talk I mean, about any that. any song that like where, <laughs> toy, where toys come alive and like nope. start doing shit. No, no, no. We don't need to talk <laughs> about that. Right. And, and most children's <laughs> I, songs like that are like creepy. We talked about in in our David Bowie episode the the Inchworm song. Inchworm. <laughs> And and your personal nightmare, the teddy bear's picnic. The teddy bear's picnic. Listen, ah! a plastic clown in a wedding gown is dancing with Raggedy Ann. Right, if you fun, don't right? hear an out-of-tune piano in the background when you hear that lyric. Oh, just... yeah. <laughs> oh, that's whimsical. I, I want to do now a, a minor conversion of this song and make it really creepy. Uh, wouldn't take a lot. <laughs> It's no, already the work's already done. Yeah. Right 
moving right along, we're back to you, Bougie. What is the second song you've chosen for us? It, it's not great musically, all right? It's the Star Trek song. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. That's so nice. You've got the theremin in your in your head. You've got the vibraphone. That 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 is you know a foundation of science fiction, and you know speaks to me in so many levels. And then there's the lyrics. I'll tell the story of the lyrics real quick, and then we can tr see if what we're going to do about it because there aren't any official recordings. Uh, no, but. I did encounter an unofficial recording that I really want to play uh, because it's got really good enunciation. It's really good for making out the words, but also because it's by an incredible band. Uh, this recording comes from the Nerdist podcast. It features the original Star Trek lyrics, and it's performed by the incomparable Tenacious D. Okay, here we go. Beyond the rim of the starlight I just love Jack Black My love is wandering in star flight I know he'll find in star-clustered reaches Love, strange love a star woman teaches And I know his journey ends never His star trek on forever but tell him as he wanders the story she remember remember me now that's a crescendo <laughs> that's awesome the focus of the lyrics are that it's about the captain finding love in the stars. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. settling war disputes on planets and discovering time traveling archways or anything. No, it's about the action he's going to pick up with the space chicks. I first remember <laughs> hearing the lyrics when uh, I was briefly in a band that played uh, sci fi conventions. And it was always like this. I am every so jealous. Don't be. <laughs> Filk band. Yeah. Um, so the music, let's attribute that. Or the original music is written by a gentleman named Alexander Courage. And then Gene Roddenberry steps in. And the oh, son of a gun. Yeah. yeah. He goes and writes the worst lyrics for this song just so that he can get co-writer credit on it when the song is submitted. He's Smart. taking 50% of any potential earnings from this original author, Alexander Courage. That's evil genius. It's a dick move. 
It, it is a so, dick move, and it it brings Gene Roddenberry down in my eyes just a notch. Wow. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Can uh, can we can we look at these lyrics because boy are they. So apparently, it's sung from the perspective of the woman that I guess Captain Kirk left behind on Earth. I guess. Um, uh, and she is saying my favorite line (laughs) is I know he'll find in star clustered reaches love, strange love, a star woman teaches. In other words, she's saying, I totally accept that he's going to fuck all kinds of alien chicks. Yeah. And he'll get him my breaches. (laughs) And he's going to get it. Yeah. His journey ends. Never talk about great songwriting. Who says his journey ends never. His that's journey, very, that's very Shakespearean. It is Shakespearean, yeah. right? It wasn't bad writing 400 years ago, but now, uh, you know, 50 years ago, maybe. Uh, and it's going to go on forever. Wow. And uh, he's just going to keep wandering and she's going to uh, presumably stay loyal to him while he screws alien species. See, like if just All hearing right. the song, <laughs> I, I would I would think the show was called like space gigolo space <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh yeah it's a little <laughs> it's a little misleading although it is true that captain kirk got a lot of alien tail sometimes literally yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a gorn oh yeah. I mean, when you think back on the imagery that star trek imparted on a lot of people you have the tribbles of course, you've got the Klingons and the Vulcans, and you've got the green Orion slave girls. I, so I we, so, okay, so you're saying that that uh, okay, you're not going to air this part, but uh, that oh, Kirk don't fucked, be too sure. Okay, do you think Kirk fucked a triple? <laughs> I mean, you 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 mentioned them, you brought it up. I don't think he fucked a triple. He was not discriminating in his sexual partners. Ask the question <laughs> is where that line was. We don't know because. He was a private yeah. guy. Come I mean, on. once you go Orion Slave Girl, Come on. what's Wouldn't next you? in Andorin? Uh, yeah, and what's after Andorin? I mean, you got to keep up on the freak factor. And, uh, you know, at some point you find yourself in bed with the Ferengi, and then you're like, oh, well, now, now. I don't know what that is, but I don't know what any of sounds, those words mean. It sounds less <laughs> sexy than Tribble. <laughs> well, I cannot believe I am the most Star Trek uh, person in this uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you are. <laughs> Own it. Well, hey. hence why I picked this song. This exactly. song is 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 dear to my heart, and the story you, is a, an interesting anecdote to something that is uh, part of my culture. You gotta very, be you. Very cool pick. Yeah. Yes, I like it. Nice, Alan. You are up next. What you got for us? So I want to talk about this show, Hogan's Heroes. It was a pretty popular TV show where it's just like a group of World War II POWs and they're wacky Nazi jailers. Yeah, it wasn't a particularly believable premise. I mean, here are these American POWs in a German POW camp, but behind the scenes, they're really running things and their inept German captors are just pawns in these clever Americans game. 
right? It was such an American show for sure. Oh, very pro-American. Very, aren't we so smart and aren't foreigners dumb? That's probably better than it being (laughs) pro-Nazi. No, I guess you're right. (laughs) Touche. But actually how it ties into the Bonanza theme is that the song with lyrics is sung by the uh, entire cast of Hogan's Heroes. Let's listen to that. Heroes, heroes, husky men of war. Sons of all the heroes of the war before. We're all heroes up to my heroes. If you ask the questions, we make suggestions. That's what we're heroes for. Yeah, so this was uh, <laughs> this was from an album that came out like like a year after Hogan's Heroes aired, and oh yeah, yeah and and the album is it's great it's, it's great great titles called <laughs> Hogan's Heroes sing the best of World War Two, <laughs> <laughs> the best of carnage and destruction. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, my favorite line is uh, "We're all heroes up to our heroes." Mm-hmm. You ask questions, we make suggestions. That's what we're heroes for. Wait a minute. You're heroes for making suggestions? <laughs> that makes Ann Landers a superhero. And there's another but lyric. Wasn't that the whole stick of the show? <laughs> like they would tell the com- yeah. commandant or whatever his name was. Herr they would commandant. tell him what to secretly do. Hair com- how commandant it just oh you know uh, you know it, it feels to me like a slight misuse of the word hero but far be it for me to determine sure. yeah. especially in this day and age when you know everybody's getting recognized for being heroes but um, what about this what about yeah, this line what do, what do you guys think this means you pull the roses we punched the noses Wow. Silence. Yeah. Like, is that like a. I will, I will tell you, my experience has been that people are much happier for I give them flowers instead of hitting them in the face. <laughs> people are like that. Uh, and with those prudent words to live by, uh, let's move on to my second contribution to this conversation. The Dick Van Dyke Show theme. <laughs> uh, Classic. Right? So, I, I, I want to do a pratfall over an ottoman every time I hear that. <laughs> And without ado, uh, let's hear a lyrical version of the song. This is a recording uh, from when Dick Van Dyke and his co-star Mary Tyler Moore, many years later, appeared on the Rachel Ray Show. So you think that you got trouble? Well, trouble's a bubble. So tell old Mr. Trouble to get lost. Why not hold your head up high and stop crying? Start trying. And don't forget to keep your fingers crossed. 
<laughs> when you find the joy of living is loving and giving, you'll be there when the winning dice are tossed. A smile is just a frown that's turned upside down. <gasps> so smile and that smile will defrost. And don't forget to keep your fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very that's very sweet. What uh, a it treasure! Is, it it is a treasure. It's so Dick Van Dyke. I just picked it because it is such a happy little song. You think that you got troubles? Well, troubles a bubble. You can pop it. It's it's just so Dick Van Dyke. And I I just have so right. much respect for somebody who can just project such you know positivity like he did. I never uh, heard that before. Yeah, uh, and and. A, Apparently, nobody heard that for literally decades. Dick Van Dyke uh, revealed in 2010. Now, mind you, his show was, I think, in the early to mid 60s. And he did not reveal until 2010 on the NPR show. Wait, wait, don't tell me that there were lyrics that's where he first sang those lyrics and do, do you I, think he just like wrote them like five minutes before the show well that is quite possible because that what's really Man, interesting i want to believe it what's really interesting is like before this for 40 years or whatever almost 50 years he didn't tell anybody and then after that like if you go on youtube after that he's blabbing it all over so maybe he did <laughs> Yeah. Though he claims that uh, those lyrics were written by Maury Amsterdam, who oh, was right. yeah. a co-star on, on the, show. the show. I always so, love Maury Amsterdam. I have to ask, do you think the lyric, a smile is an upside down frown? Do you think that's the origin story of that horrible saying, turn that frown upside down? Why is, is that, that horrible? Thing? Because nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. When you're your worst, having your worst day right, ever. Yeah. Hey, well, turn my, that frown upside down. Yeah, uh, my my parents just died of cancer literally on the same day. Sure, I'll turn this frown upside down. <laughs> I, I, that didn't I happen to me. But, by the way, that was just an example. <laughs> they were they were in a horrible plane crash. <laughs> All right, <Yes. laughs> moving right along. Fuji, the third and final of your contributions to this show is what? Peter Gunn. Mancina, man, he that guy had the swing. He's got the driving baseline. He's got the oh, horns. Classic. Yeah. His friends kept bugging him to write lyrics to this song that's super popular, and they, you know, everybody wanted to hear what lyric kind of lyrics would go with it. And it wasn't until he heard uh, the, a performance from Sarah Vaughn, a fantastic musical artist out of Harlem, and he's like, "All right, this is the voice. This is what I hear when I play this music." And then he, he, somehow he, he made it connect and he, he got it over to her and we have this performance as a result. Every night your line is busy, all that buzzing makes you dizzy, 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 dizzy. Couldn't count on all my fingers, all the dates you had to swing, 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 swing. 
love Sarah Vaughn, it just, man. It, She's it, so good. Amazing, right? Can we also talk about the breath control in that first verse? She has so many syllables to get out. And then she has to go into that long refrain. It's like, every night your line is busy. All oh, that yeah. buzzing makes me dizzy. Don't count all my fingers. All the dates you had with swingers. Bye, bye. Just going to that big note after all yeah. of that. Oh, well, here, she by is the way, amazing. Yes. this is another one where the lyrics don't really match what was going on in the TV show. No. And they're no, also not at like, all. Yeah, uh, it's not about it, spycraft. It, it, yeah no not it's, at it, all this was a woman scorned song the last oh yeah yeah the last verse says if you write a letter to me my former friend don't you end with an rsvp SVP. <laughs> like, don't think i'm gonna respond we all want to do that I'm, finger shake yeah. i'm done with you love it yeah <laughs> that's good all right uh Alan, your third and final contribution to this episode is what song? I Dream of Genie. I was I had no idea that there were lyrics for this at all. And once I started researching them and looked them up, they seemed pretty also pretty creepy and Oh, you got a theme going on here. Oh my gosh. All right, so let's listen to the lyrical version. Um these are I guess studio singers uh singing the lyrics by Buddy K. Cheesy, fresh as a daisy's just love. How she obeys me, does things that just amaze me so. She smiles, frescoes the rainbow, she blinks up from the rainbow's car stops, even the train goes slow. All right, I'm looking at the lyrics here. Genie, oh, yeah. fresh as a daisy, just love how she obeys me, does mm-hmm. things that just amaze me so. Wow. That dun, dun. is not a theme song for the 21st century. No, but that's why everyone watched that show. It was like every prepubescent oh, boy, I, like, yeah. like myself, watched that show. And we would get mad at Darren because it like, you have a genie. How can you be mad at her? You have a sexy I, you're, You are mashing up Bewitched. Right. With Be my dream of Gene. <laughs> it is the same. Sure. It's a respectable mortal guy trying to keep his he was, hot he, supernatural yeah. blonde lady in check. Right. Yeah. To be honest, I can relate. <laughs> and here we see how the psychology of TV culture has shaped my worldview of how relationships with women should work. Okay. How's that been working for you? <laughs> and there's also a weird lyric where he wants to use the word laughter, but there's not a lot of words that rhyme with laughter. She paints sunshine on every rafter. That's it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Wow. And, and what's the next line? She paints sunshine on Sprinkle, every rafter. Sprinkles the air with laughter. Right. You guys are so jaded. That sounds like a nice thing you would say. She lights up the room. I've used that as as a come online many times and just never works. 
<laughs> hey, baby, is your name Kelly Moore? Because I noticed the rafters are all painted with sunshine. It's really hard to imagine that one having the desired effect. Oh, I think sprinkling is yeah. the is the questionable. Oh, you don't baby, open with sprinkle. Yeah. That's it. This, we didn't read this right. The sprinkling is the key here. Okay, moving right yeah. along. Ow. Uh, the uh oh it's my turn it's my turn my final contribution to this episode is the mash theme is the story of the sometimes heartbreaking, sometimes harrowing, sometimes hilarious goings-on at a uh, MASH unit. And MASH stands for Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Like most Gen Xers and baby boomers, I was very familiar with the tune we're hearing in the background uh, because that was the theme to MASH the TV show. What I didn't know was that before MASH was a TV show, it was a movie, and before that, it was a novel, and the theme to the movie version of MASH had lyrics. Through early morning fog I see visions of the things to be, the pains that are withheld for me, I realize and I can see. So if you were a member of Joe Public in 1970 when the movie was released. That would have been your first hearing of the song. But the actual first recorded version of the song came from a scene in the movie that is often called the Last Supper scene. Uh, there is a character who is a dentist. Uh, and his name is Painless Pole, right? D dentist, Painless, right? Okay, cool. Right, like Dr. Smile or something. So <laughs> what happens with Painless, he has an incident of impotence. And from this concludes that he may be turning gay. And from that concludes that he may as well kill himself. Not exactly the most enlightened perspective. And so his fellow medical personnel stage a death scene with a scene that looks like the Last Supper. And he takes a little black pill that he believes is going to kill him. But in fact, it's just a sleeping pill. And as he falls asleep, he is serenaded by a private sideman played by Ken Primus, who, accompanied by a guitarist, delivers the earliest recording of this song. Through early morning fog I see visions of the things to be the pains that are withheld for me I realize and I can see that suicide is painless it brings on many changes 
And I can take or leave it if I please. By the way, the name of this song is Suicide is Painless, which is a takeoff on the character's name. His name is Painless. And just to finish up his story, uh, what happens is his fellow medical personnel hook him up with <laughs> Lieutenant Dish Schneider. And in the morning that he, I guess, has some memory of it or people tell him, I'm not really sure, but that makes him realize he's not gay and therefore he is okay continuing to live. Again, not the most enlightened subtext. But that is the context in which this song was written. I love Robert Altman. He's a fucking amazing filmmaker. And what I read was apparently he had his teenage son write the lyrics for the theme song. Yes, that is true. He wanted it to be the stupidest song ever written. That's a quote. Because it's a darkly comic movie. So even though Painless Pole is going through this tragic moment in his life, uh, Altman wanted the lyrics of the song to be just distractingly bad and, and awkward. He took a pass at it himself, but later declared to the press that he was simply too brilliant to write something that stupid. So... He gave it to his 14-year-old son, Michael. So is this a lesson about outsourcing, or is it a lesson about conversion therapy? <laughs> and also, also right. maybe bad parenting, because Daddy Dearest told the whole world, I want the stupidest song ever written. And then he gives oh, it to his son. Here you go. My kid. He's an idiot. There, yeah, oh, well, and uh, actually, there are reports that he said to others, I gave it to my kid because he's an idiot. Oh. Yeah. So, so homophobia, bad parenting. There's a very rich history behind this song. Way to leave us on a high note, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. Hey, listeners, I hope this episode made you feel good. <laughs> Feels like it's about time to wrap this up. Many, many thanks to Bougie for being here and for the great idea. Thank you, Bougie. Yes. You're very welcome. And Alan, the new co-host of Songs of the Weird. It's an thank honor. Yeah, should uh, two co-hosts thank each other? I don't know. But thank you. And as a special treat, Bougie is going to sing us out of this episode with his very own rendition of the Lost Lyrics from the Cheers theme. Thank you for that, Bougie. You're amazing. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Songs of the Weird. I'm your co-host, Bobby Waller. And this is Bougie of the Pikes and Tipsy Orchestrina. Roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even ride. And your husband wants to be a girl All those nights when you've got no lights The check is in the mail And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail And your third fiance didn't show Sometimes you 